So let's get into the message. Praise the Lord. Who here grew up going to Sunday school? Anybody? Sunday school? You guys remember the story of Adam and Eve, right? Adam and Eve, they were put in the garden and they were told that they could do anything that they wanted. You're free to do as you please. Hallelujah. Who likes freedom in this place? You like freedom. Praise the Lord. God actually designed us for freedom. And I love that. Because he, he's like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put as much pleasure as I can on the earth for you to partake of. I'm going to make you taste good things. I'm going to make you smell good things. Hallelujah. I'm going to, you're going to, there's going to be a sweet breeze that comes and I want you to enjoy yourself. Hallelujah. But the thing about love is that you always have to have a choice. There's always going to be an exit door. So God put the fruit there. So I don't know if you guys remember the story. Uh, it's, it's the woman's fault. Hallelujah. Just joking. <laughs> Eve took, partook of the apple that God said, don't eat of this apple because when you do, you're going to die. And she did. And then she gave some to Adam and Adam took it. Hallelujah. So let's read. What, the, what does that say? Okay. Genesis chapter 3 verse 17. And Adam, and to Adam he said, because you have listened to the voice of your wife, and have eaten from the tree of which I commanded you not to eat. Cursed is the ground because of you. Through toil you will eat of it all the days of your life. So here's the po point I'm trying to make here. Both, okay, both thorns. You guys know what thorns are, right? You ever had a, a rose? How it's got the thorns on it? Thorns and thistles it will yield for you and you will eat the plants of the field. Hallelujah. Okay, so it says in the Bible that from that point on, there was enmity. So that's a big word, enmity. It means the state or feeling of being actively opposed or hostile to someone or something. So when, the, when we sinned, when we disobeyed God because... We didn't want all the pleasure that he was trying to give us. We decided that it wasn't good enough. Like, we, we, we weren't happy with able to do everything. So we decided that we, weren't, we were going to go our own way. <laughs> it's a little bit weird, but that's what happened. After Adam ate the apple, there became hostility on the earth. Meaning that there's thorns, thorns growing on the flowers. There, anybody here ever been on a raspberry bush? Do a cartwheel in there? Naked? <laughs> it's not fun, right? <laughs> Woo! <laughs> you see, there's good, there's the nice fruit, but then it's, it's, it's protected by those thorns. Hallelujah. Now, how many know that in our own personal lives, a lot of us have these kind of thorns. You, you, you see what I'm talking about? We have a little bit of a hostility towards each other. Anybody here ever been in an argument? 
<laughs> a little bit of a little thorn sticking out, right? A little pokey. <laughs> so what happened after that is that Genesis chapter three. So so what happened is that Adam and Eve, because they because they sinned and they disobeyed God, they realized that they were naked. Right? So what did they do? You guys remember? They put on fig leaves to try and cover their shame. Try to cover themselves. And, and God's like, you know what? That's not good enough. Hallelujah. So what did God do? And the Lord made garments of skin for Adam and Eve and his wife. And he clothed them. He's like, you trying to cover your own shame isn't good enough. I got, I'm I, like, basically it's a prophetic picture of Jesus coming in and covering our shame. Everything that we might feel bad about, that we're not happy, right, about, he made a way to cover us. Hallelujah. I think that's good news. That's good news. He put a layer over us. We tried to put a layer over, over ourselves, but he's like, no, I'm going to put, and this, this layer is a layer of love. Do you know that the greatest uh, act of love is sacrifice? Who's with me on that? If you tell me that you love me, but you're not willing to do something for me when you don't feel like it, that doesn't feel like love. When you do something for me and you, it's a sacrifice and it's hard, that's love. Who's with me? You guys with me on that? Jesus did the sacrifice. And he's like, I'm going to wrap you with my love. Hallelujah. So I don't know if any of you guys remember when you were uh, maybe in kindergarten. Do you remember the games that you used to play? You guys remember Mr. Potato Head? Anybody? Mr. Potato Head. What about uh, this game here? Anybody ever play that game? Yeah. Who? Anybody here? It's called Perfection. So the object of the game is that you press down on the thing and then you got to put in all the pieces in those holes before the buzzer goes off. And when the buzzer goes off, everything explodes. <laughs> I used to love that game when I was a kid. There's something in life. You see, God gave me this picture. Because I believe in life that there are moments that are predestined for you. And you have a certain amount of time to get ready before this moment occurs. Are you guys with me? Okay. Maybe this will help. So, Hezekiah. So God was saying that He's told Hezekiah that he was going to die, that it was it's time to go. Okay, so what, what did he say to him? 
Right here. Thus says Adonai, Isaiah chapter 38, he says, Thus says Adonai, put your house in order. For you are dying and will not live. So what is God saying? He's saying, you're about to die. Before you die, I want you to get your house in order. <laughs> so, when you have children, okay, I just remember, uh, when you're about to have a child, the woman does this thing called nesting. You guys know what I'm talking about? Nesting. So they know they're about to have the baby. So what do they do? They're getting everything ready. They're preparing the room. They're painting pink. They're getting the clothes ready. They're getting the diapers ready. They're scrubbing the floor. They're making sure that everything is bleached. Hallelujah. Why are they doing that? Because they're aware that something big is about to happen. Can I say to you that something big is about to happen in your life? Amen. Hallelujah. I feel it in my bones. 2020 is going to be a year of big movement, Amen. of promotion. I believe it. Amen. Who here actually believes what I'm saying right now? You believe it. Hallelujah. So I love what God did. He's actually, you know what? I'll give you an extra 15 years. <laughs> Just here we go. Okay, so let's look at this. Okay. So the church of Jesus Christ is called the body of Christ. Okay? So the body, if you look at your hand, you got a pinky finger, you got a thumb, you got different parts of your body. Hallelujah. So it says here, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 15, suppose the foot says, I'm not the hand, and so I don't belong in the body. By saying this, it cannot... Stop being part of the body. And suppose the ear says, I am not an eye. The ear says, I'm not an eye. So I don't belong in the body. By saying this, it cannot stop being a part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, how could it hear? Today, we're going to be talking about boundaries. Boundaries. Who here has some boundaries in their life? Or they feel maybe they need a bit more? Or maybe less? Maybe you're, you're, you're so protective over everything. You don't open up. You don't, you don't say what you feel inside. Any, anybody like that in here? You don't express yourself. You keep all of the anger inside. That's a boundary that's unhealthy. Hallelujah? So let me say this. Boundaries... Boundaries either bring order or prevent order. Hallelujah. That's pretty deep. But as I as I share as I share the message, it's gonna start making more sense to you. We all have boundaries around us. We all 
put up boundaries. And sometimes they prevent us from moving forward. And sometimes not having boundaries prevent us from being protected. Hallelujah. So how do we manage these boundaries? How do we know what's healthy, what's not healthy? How do you even become aware that you have these boundaries or that you don't have these boundaries? Hallelujah. So this is uh, Galatians chapter 4, verse 4. So what I was saying is this. Guys, read this. When the fullness of time had come, God sent forth His Son. What does that mean? The fullness of time. So when you were looking at that game, that perfection game, there's a moment, you don't know when it's going to be, but there's a moment where it pops up. There's a fullness of time. There's a time limit that you have sometimes for a certain uh, opportunity. If you wait till you're 90 to start skateboarding, you're going to miss out. As much as God loves you, if you don't jump on the board. Right? There's a certain moment where you can have... There's a certain moment where you can go to school. Hallelujah. So what we're looking at tonight is is getting ready for your next fullness of time. There's a fullness of time in your ministry. There's a fullness of time in your marriage. There's a fullness of time in all these different areas of your life. Hallelujah. Amen. And I just feel like God is saying tonight that He wants you to prepare for what's coming up next in your life. He doesn't want you to miss what's coming. He doesn't want you to miss out on all of these good opportunities. Do you know that God has gifts for you? He's got calls for you. He's got opportunities for you. Good. For me, this is how my life works, okay? And I've, I've noticed a pattern. January, things start cooking up for me. And by March, boom, God births something new in my life. Anybody else like that? I could feel, it's like, I, for some reason, every March, there's something huge that happens in my life. And if you start paying attention to your life, uh, to th these patterns, and you'll start noticing certain dates. Yes. The same, similar things start happening. Cycles start happening. And when you start being aware, okay, like, like what, is, what, what are you trying to do in my life, God, this year? And when, are, when is the fullness of time for, for me to actually do this thing? Hallelujah. So what you start doing, you start nesting. You start putting the little things in the right holes. Hallelujah. See, what... what if, if you, in the game, if you actually put everything in the right hole, it doesn't pop. <laughs> Hallelujah. I'm, I'm giving you a picture so you understand what I'm trying to explain. Mm -hmm. 
God is gracious enough yes. to not give you more than what you can handle. If you're trying to have a, uh, if you're trying to get married, but you're not taking care of the puppy dog properly, hallelujah. <laughs> He's like, I don't want you. To, I think God. I've seen it in my life where God, He withholds a little bit, just just to make sure I'm ready. So now I'm I'm trying to be ahead of the game, and I'm trying to be ready on purpose. Hallelujah. Come on. And sometimes I'll ask God, okay, God, what is out of alignment in my life? What is not pleasing to you? And then I'll just make some shifts. Change this, change that. Shift this. And, and usually you'll know in your heart, this is out of alignment. So what, <laughs> this is going to be good. This is good. So the goal of the message is not to put pressure on you for you to feel like there's something missing. That's not my goal. My goal is not to make you feel like stressed out or worried. I want us to be aware though that there are pieces of the puzzle that bring wholeness and fulfillment in our life. It's a conscious decision. And then we're going we're gonna to look at some of these pieces that will actually cause you as a Christian to find that fulfillment because we're designed to function a certain way as a believer. Hallelujah. So obviously Jesus fills everything. Jesus is enough. In, in this sense. And then I'll explain to you a little bit more what I'm talking about. The church and his body, it is made full and complete by Christ who fills all things everywhere with himself. Hallelujah. Okay, so let, let me ask you this question. If he fills everything in this body, but we don't have, a, we don't have a, an evangelist, he can't fill the evangelist that's not here. Do you guys see what I'm saying? He can only fill what's there. So there are things in our life that are missing that if we bring them into our life, God will start filling these things. He will start feeling, filling different areas of our life. Hallelujah. Now this is good preaching. Shinama. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. <laughs> you can't ask Jesus to fill your kids if you don't have kids. You can't ask Jesus to fill your band if you don't have a band. He's going to fill what's there. Hallelujah. So I'm going to challenge you guys to invite new things into your life. New opportunities. Colossians chapter 2 verse 9. For in Christ all the fullness of the deity dwells in bodily form. And you have been made complete in Christ. Who is the head over every ruler. Hallelujah. I know it sounds complicated but I'm trying to explain something. He completes who you are. 
You're complete. And where you're at in your life, Jesus makes you complete. There's nothing missing. But that doesn't mean that you can't add more things that he's going to complete with. Hallelujah. Okay. <laughs> Let him bring order to position you properly to fulfilling your calling. Okay, so let's look at it. Here is, there's some areas that bring wholeness. And, and I'm going to talk about how boundaries play a major role in obtaining momentum. Who likes momentum? When you start moving and you see things shifting in your life, you see fruit, you got a new job, you got new friends, hallelujah. Amen. There's this thing about momentum. It's like skateboarding. Once you push, and then you go faster and faster, now you got this momentum. And when you're doing something, it's, it's, it's the right velocity, it's the right speed. I want you to, I want you to gain speed because there's a fullness of time that's coming. Jesus is coming back. Hallelujah. And my heart, I mean, I, I want to worship Jesus, but there are things that I want to do for him. That I want to accomplish before I go home. Amen. Hallelujah. Yeah. Amen. Okay, so let's look at this. Different areas that bring completeness. Okay, so, and then boundaries. Okay, so, discipleship is one of those things. Okay, your boundaries that you put around yourself will either block you from getting this, from discipling others or not. Do you guys agree with that? Yes. What are these mental boundaries? What are these mental fences that we put around us that we're scared to take someone under our wings and to disciple them. Jesus said to start discipling people. Woo! There's something that happens as you start discipling someone that happens inside of you. Okay, number two. Boundaries in your romantic life. Oh, now it's getting, it's getting hot in here. <laughs> I guarantee you, most people, the boundaries that they've placed around their hearts will prevent them from having a romantic life. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Because you've opened your heart before and you got stabbed in the heart and now you're like you meet someone new and you're like you see one little thing that's off and you're like nah -uh. I am out of here I'm not going through this again anybody <laughs> so boundaries will actually determine your romantic life hallelujah your family life how open you are with your kids we all have these boundaries that we put up. Your thought life. Your willingness to get deliverance. Your willingness to get mentorship is another one. You're scared 
Maybe, maybe uh, when you were young, you had a bad relationship with a parent, and you don't want anybody to come and mentor you. Anybody? These are all good things that I'm talking about, guys. And if you don't have these things, you're, you, there is a part, as much as Jesus completes you, there's a part that's missing. Because Jesus can, can complete you with a mentor. Hallelujah? Yeah. He can complete you without one, but with one, it's going to be a different dynamic. You're going to grow a lot faster. Okay, your energy level, your health, your peace, your skills, your knowledge, your revelation, your professional life, the ministry, even the encounters that you have with God. Can I say the most important thing? One of the most important things you could ever, that could ever happen to you is to have a manifest encounter with God. That means that God touched you in a way, He touched you in a way that beyond a shadow of a doubt, you felt Him, He touched you, and it went right past all your arguments in your head, all of your, and it went right to your heart. And you're like, oh. <coughs> God exists. He exists. Why? Because it's not even in your head anymore. It's in your heart. You, he was, actually came and gave you a big hug. Can I say that the God that invented pleasure, it says he's got pleasures at his right hand. His pleasure is way, it's way better than any pleasure that this earth can offer. Man, I'm going to about to do some jumping jacks in this place. Come on. Yeah. Hallelujah. If, you, if you've ever been touched by God, I'm telling you, man, there's nothing like it. There's no feeling like it. And, and I'm saying, you know, we, sometimes we can have these boundaries. And you can't force God's hand to touch you. But there's, and don't feel bad if you've never had an encounter. That's not what I'm saying. Don't feel left out. But I'm saying, you might want to ask God, is there, is there a, am I resisting you? Hallelujah. Is there a part of me that's, is there a boundary around me? Salvation, friendships, church. Your church um, experience will be a lot different depending on the boundaries that you put up in your life. <laughs> Your worship. You know, you could be like, hallelujah. Or you could be like, hallelujah. Why do, you, why do you go, hallelujah? Because there's a boundary there. Maybe you're afraid to be rejected. I went to church for about 15 years without singing. Without even one time in my whole life opening my mouth and singing. Can you imagine that? Now I'm the worship leader. So do you see, and when, when, I, when I took off that fence, when I took it down, my church experience was so different. And that's what I'm trying to tell you guys tonight, is if we can learn to have the right boundaries, your whole life will change. Hallelujah. So I don't know if anybody here ever feels like it's hard to open up to others or meet new people. 
Do you find it hard to be honest and vulnerable with your struggles? Do you ever feel intimidated by certain people or uncomfortable in your skin? Anybody? Is it just me? So what I wanted to do tonight, I want us to understand the boundaries and how it affects our lives. I want us to be able to put up healthy boundaries. I'm not saying not to have any, but I want us to, to learn how to put them up. For me, I need to learn this. And how to tear down unhealthy boundaries. I want us to be able to find every piece of the puzzle that fits in our lives. To accelerate the calling that is in our lives, I want us to be ready for what's next. I, I just want to say there's big things coming. Who feels that? You feel it? Come on. You feel that there's, there's opportunity in this world. It's limitless. Man, if you weren't scared, you'd go, you'd go to like uh, the White House and go talk to someone. Hallelujah. Do you see what I'm talking about? Come on. You know how much of the ball is in your court? The ball is in your court. And God's like, I'm going to bless you. Hallelujah. But you got to take a step of faith. You got to step in. You got to build trust with others. Or else you're... <laughs> if you got a boundary here, and you got a boundary there, and you got a boundary here, and there's no place where you let your fence down, hallelujah, how are you going to progress in your life? Jesus. So it's important. So let's look at, at uh, this really quick. The parable of the ten virgins. I don't know if you guys know that story. I'm just going to read it really quick. At the time of the kingdom of heaven, there is like, it's like ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish and five were wise. The foolish ones took their lamps but did not take any oil in them. Okay, they took their lamp, no oil. The wise ones, however, took oil in jars along with their lamps. The bridegroom was a long time in coming, and they all became drowsy and fell asleep. <laughs> At midnight, the cry rang out, Here's the bridegroom. Come out to meet him. Then all the, the virgins woke up and trimmed their lamps. The foolish ones said to the wise, Give us some oil. Our lamps are going out. No, they replied, There may not be enough for both of us. Instead, go to those, uh, those who sell oil and buy some for yourself. But while they were on their way to buy the oil, the bridegroom arrived. So what, what happened? The fullness of time came, and they weren't ready. What is the oil? The oil is the anointing of the Holy Spirit. It's the Holy Spirit. So why am I showing you this? The point that I'm saying is that we have to be ready for what's coming next. Hallelujah. And you can go down the list of 20 things I actually mentioned 
if you want, I'll send you the list. But all of these things will actually help you to propel yourself to be ready for what's coming next. But the most important of, of all is, is the actual anointing. It's the Holy Spirit to fill you up. It's God to come and fill you up. Hallelujah. Jesus. So why don't we just stand for a minute? Let's pray. Father, I thank you, God, for every person that's in here. I thank you that you care about their future. I thank you, God, that you have something in line for them for 2020. And I pray, Father, that they would be prepared for what's coming next. We thank you, God, for what you're going to do tonight. In Jesus' name. And everybody said? Amen. Amen. Why don't you say, I'm prepared. I'm prepared. I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> okay, sit down. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Woo! Give someone a high five. Come on. Yeah, get excited. Get excited. Yeah, come on. <laughs> I like that. So, okay, so... So, what does the oil do? The oil actually brings light. What does light do? Light reveals. It actually shows you what you can't see. That's why it's so important to be filled, to have to be filled with the Holy Spirit. How do you get filled with the Holy Spirit? Well, you pray, you worship, you eat the word, you, you read the Bible, you come, you soak in his presence. I you know how I, I get filled? I just I'll just put my hand on my belly and I'll just breathe. I'll just breathe them in. Thank you, Jesus. Just try that. Try that for two hours and come back to me. Tell me what happens. <laughs> you just <laughs> Sometimes you got to try something outside the box. Just try something different. I remember sometime I, one time I was just drinking the Holy Spirit. And I'm not kidding you guys. I started seeing rainbows and colors. Yeah, yeah. Like I, it's like I tapped into heaven or something. <laughs> And I was like, whoa, like, whoo. And then you start seeing lights and hallelujah. You guys believe that? Who believes? I believe it, yeah. Okay, so. So be ready for a new season that is upon us. So how do we put up boundaries? So what we do without knowing is that people actually put a label on us without knowing or we put a label on ourselves without knowing we express our position by the way we act hallelujah okay so so here's here's one of the ways that we put up boundaries okay priorities investment and engagement If I, just for me, if, if, I'm, if I'm a boss and someone comes and they don't invest anything, they're not engaged with what we're doing, 
and it's not a priority, it's not bad. But they put a boundary around themselves that says, don't hire me. Hallelujah? You guys with me? The wife that stays in her bedroom and watches TV and you're trying to get her to have dinner with you and she's on her phone, what is she saying? I'm not invested. I'm not engaged. And it's not a priority. So your level of investment into anything you do is putting some kind of boundary. There's a fence. There's a certain air place that it's like, okay, like I, I see where you're at, so you're not ready for this next thing. Maybe for something else you're ready, but you've got a boundary around me. Hallelujah. Come on. Another boundary. Depth, openness, and vulnerability. If you're never vulnerable with people, and then we're going to say there's an actual treasure, people are trying to get to your treasure. They're trying to get to know you. They're trying to go beyond. You see, and this is something I got to work on. Hallelujah. If you're not open, how are they going to come and take the treasure that's inside of you? Because they can't see it. So your level of openness and vulnerability with people is a boundary that you put. It could be all the way over here. It could be all the way over here. And it could be a good thing or it could be a bad thing. Hallelujah. You don't want to share all of your life's everything to everybody. Amen? Oh, that's a big one. Anybody here ever been offended? It's funny that the word fence is in the word offense. <laughs> Gossip, slander, criticizing. Who here likes to be criticized? <laughs> I'll skip that one because it's... <laughs> I mean, I could talk on these for, for a while, but, I, you know, we got to move on. Willingness, excitement, energy, and effort. Hallelujah. Who here wants to be married to someone who is willing? I'm willing to listen to you. I'm excited to come home. If when someone's excited to see me, they just opened up a whole world to them. From my world to their world. You want some of these goodies? I got some goodies. I'll give you goodies. Who's got goodies in here? You got goodies, right? You got I you know how warm I am? You know how generous I am? If you're coming over here not excited, I don't want to pour out my generosity on you. Hallelujah. Come. Next one. That's a big one. Appreciation, honor, 
and respect. Someone who appreciates who appreciates you when you do something for them, what is it going to do? It's going to make you want to do it again. Hallelujah, right? I'm going to honor you for who you are. I'm going to see your gift and I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to honor you in that gift. Hallelujah. When I honor someone, I'm taking down their boundaries. Hallelujah. That's a big one. Number six, excellence and determination. This works really well for work. Hallelujah. You want promotion? Come in with excellence. What does that mean? That means you're doing things properly in the right order, in the right protocol. You're following instructions. Uh, when you do all these things, what you're saying to, to whoever you're working with, to your partner, to, the, to your family, you're saying, I value you. Hallelujah. And what starts happening? Promotion. The moment something opens up, I know who I'm going to contact. Right? Hallelujah. <laughs> fullness of time. There's a fullness of time. That's what I'm trying to explain to you guys. There's a time where God's going to promote you. And if you don't have these things in your backpack, stored up. Hallelujah. And the person that God is wanting to use to actually promote you. And he's going to be like, well, that, that person's got too many walls and too many boundaries. They're not ready for the next level. Hallelujah. Because you know what? Your boss could actually find this, uh, this whole other opportunity that you've never heard about. And it pays double what they're paying right now. Hallelujah. So when you show up, what you're doing is you're building trust. You're breaking down walls of trust. Trust is so important. Hallelujah. Communication, affection, love. That's so important. Affection. I mean, I don't know what your love language is. But for me, I don't, I don't understand people that don't like affection. It's kind of weird to me. I don't get it. I mean, even little kitty cats like that. They're like, she's <laughs> 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 Come on. Okay. We're bringing this home. <laughs> so uh, maybe we'll order some pizza or something. Hallelujah. We put up boundaries because we are 
scared. Is that true? Why do we put up boundaries? Because we're scared. Love is the key to removing boundaries. There's no fear in love. Perfect love casts out fear. <laughs> because fear involves punishment. The one who fears has not been perfected in love. We love because he first loved us. So let's look at that really quick. So what's that? What does that look like? It's a dragon. Do you know that usually treasures are protected? You guys notice that in the stories? Like, like uh, Super Mario Brothers, you got King Koopa, he's protecting the princess. Right, you got. And this is what we do with what's inside of us. Sometimes, this is this is my my good stuff. I'm afraid to put out my best foot forward because it's my treasure. It's my treasure. I, I'm afraid to, to be vulnerable and say I love you. Right? I'm afraid to open up my heart again. So we have this thing sometimes where... And, and people are trying to, they're trying to get to the treasure that's inside you. They're trying to get there. They're trying to see what's in there. Hallelujah. And if you're able to just get rid of that dragon... And just be like, here's me. I'm not going to be scared to be fully invested. I'm not going to be scared of, of being hurt by you. I'm not going to be scared to put in a lot of work and then be disappointed. Come on. Jesus. What happened? See, this is the story... Do you guys remember the Holy of Holies? So in the temple, there was three sections, right? And the Holy of Holies was so like, holy. It was like, it's kind of like, almost like that dragon in a sense where it's protected and it's only the one priest that can go once a year and, yeah. and it's protected and don't come here and don't, right? It's not like the dragon, but you know what I'm talking about. What did Jesus do? Oh, man. This is getting good. Hallelujah. Do you guys remember Jesus on the cross? What, what did he have on his head? A crown of thorns. There's a hostility that's on this earth.
Jesus. He he like he like put on this picture of hostility on his head and broke the curse. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. He broke the curse of hostility. So I'm just going to pray tonight that any hostility that's in our hearts would be completely removed. Amen. Because there's no separation anymore. Jesus tore the veil. He tore the veil. Hallelujah. It doesn't have to the treasure doesn't have to be hidden. It doesn't have to be behind the curtain, behind the curtain, behind the curtain where nobody can see ever. Let your light shine. Let your goodies shine. Hallelujah. Come on. I'm just so excited when I saw Michelle coming up and praying today. She, she let it out. Hallelujah. Come on. That was good. I saw a glimpse of Michelle that I've never seen before. But if she said, oh, Dad, I don't know. I, I'm scared. I don't want to do that. Right? She, it's like keeping behind the veil, keep, keeping behind, hiding, putting the light underneath the bushel. And God is saying, I want you to step up, hallelujah, and let your light shine. But you got to take down some of these boundaries that you've put around yourself and, and, and start actually investing and start building trust so that people will actually trust you enough to dig for that treasure and let the treasure out. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on. I know you're a good wife. Don't be scared. It's okay. You can be a good wife. Someone, someone. I know, I know you're saying, well, nobody deserves this treasure, right? <laughs> I'm too good. I'm too good. I think everybody can have a piece of that treasure. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The curtains were ripped. The rocks split. Okay, so I'm just going to close with this. Healthy boundaries. Healthy boundaries. Above all else, guard your heart. Guard, guard your heart. So, see, I'm saying, I'm saying, let it out, but there's a way to guard your heart. The treasure's still in the chest. You don't need the dragon there, but you still need the chest. Hallelujah. <laughs> Just let, let the dragon go. It's okay. You know, right? Just the chest is good enough. Above all else, call your heart for everything that flows from it. So how do you how do you have healthy boundaries? Keep your mouth free from perversity. Corrupt talk from your lips. Let your eyes look straight ahead. Fix your gaze directly before you. Hallelujah. Give careful thought to the path of your feet. That's how you guard your heart. You're careful. That doesn't mean you, you, you hide in the basement and you stay there. And watch Netflix for 20 hours. It means <laughs> you, get out, you get out and you start walking, but carefully. I'm walking carefully. 
and steadfast and do not turn to the right or to the left. That means like, like you're going, you're, you're following the word. You're following the Bible. And you're not, you're not going to the left or to the right. Hallelujah. This is good. Perfect love removes unhealthy boundaries. What's perfect love? This is perfect love. Jesus. I, I'm telling you, God wants to do something in your family. If you feel unfulfilled, it's good to be humble and try something different. Hmm. You keep doing the same thing, it's not going to change. Right? It's not going to change. If there's certain things that you're tired of in your life, and I've done that with my life, I've made some adjustments. The way I talk. The way I respect people. I've made so many changes, and I'm seeing the fruit of it. Hallelujah. I used to have an argument that would last three days. Now it lasts about the day. I'm making progress. Right? And just diffuse. Love is patient. Do you want to remove boundaries? Be patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It's not proud. It does not dishonor others. It's not self-seeking. It's not easily angered. It keeps no records of wrong. Come on. See, when you keep a record of wrong, what you're doing is you're putting a wall right there. Boom. Am I right? If I keep a record of everything you've done wrong, I got like a whole fortress around me. Don't, like, I'm not letting you in. I'm not, stay away from me. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices in the truth. It always protects. There's something about protecting. Yeah. It always trusts. Trust. I don't know if anybody here has ever been with someone that doesn't trust you in a relationship. It's rough. It's probably the worst thing. I might as well, like, just, I'm just going to go home and take a nap. <laughs> if you don't trust me, I'm just going to go take a nap. <laughs> right? <laughs> oh Lord. It always hopes, it always perseveres. You want the definition of love? Perfect love casts out fear. That's perfect love right there. That's Jesus. Jesus is not there counting everything he did bad. He's patient with you. He's kind. He's not proud. He doesn't dishonor you. He's not self-seeking. He died on the cross for you. God of the universe came and washed feet. Come on. Man, this is... Hallelujah. Seriously. Um, that's the good news is the thorns, the hostility is removed.